Welcome to the Find Your Awesome Podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott. I'm a confidence coach and instigator of joy. I believe that we are all so much more powerful than we can possibly understand. My goal with these conversations is to introduce you to brave, vulnerable people who are finding and owning their awesome. My guests are leaning into what makes them unique and sharing that uniqueness with the world. I hope these conversations inspire you to break free from whatever is holding you back and to step into your own greatness. Welcome to the Find Your Awesome podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott. I'm a confidence coach and instigator of joy, the creator of the Uplevel with Ease Sisterhood, and the host of this podcast. Upleveling your life can take so many different forms. Your life is filled with so many different pieces. So, of course, you can uplevel each one of those pieces. You can uplevel your self care, you can uplevel your exercise, you can uplevel your food, you can up-level your sleep, you can up-level your meditation, you can up-level your business, you can up-level your confidence, you can up-level your stage presence, you get the point. One other way is through up-leveling your home, up-leveling your environment, up-leveling your surroundings. And this week's guest, Patricia Lohan, talks about up-leveling with feng shui. So I went into this conversation knowing very little about feng shui, except that I had met Patricia a a couple months ago, loved her energy, and was fascinated by the few tips that she shared at the time. In this episode, she shares more. You hear me get excited about it. I hired Patricia after this episode because I was like, oh my God, I'm now seeing how our own house might be affecting us. And I am committed to up-leveling my life in every way possible. I want to be my sparkliest, brightest, bravest, most powerful, most impactful self. And so when this opportunity was presented to me, I was like, yes. So when we bought this house in a, a year ago, it was after traveling on the road in a small camper for 16 months. And all of 2018, I see this now, looking back, all of 2018 felt like we had just landed and we're, we're just kind of looking around like, okay, what's next? What do we do? And it, was, it, was, it seemed to be about learning to live in a stationary place again. 2019 came and we it felt like we were able to see our surroundings, see our environment, and, and just had a craving to up-level it. So when we bought this house, little story about feng shui, when we bought this house, we found that there was a refrigerator in the garage. It worked fine. It was ugly and old, but it worked. We're not garage fridge type of people. I even asked, I noticed that a bunch of people in our neighborhood had refrigerators in their garages, asked what they were for. I heard it's to keep your water cold. We don't drink bottled water. That wasn't going to work. We definitely, I don't drink beer and... Pete definitely doesn't drink enough beer to need a whole fridge worth. So immediately we were like, let's get this out. We posted on Craigslist, nothing. Then we, we posted it for a very low price. Then we dropped the price. Then we made it free. Or I think we may have posted it for a dollar or best offer. We even had somebody in our neighborhood interested. Still nothing. 
And then we started, I started working with Patricia. We started putting these remedies in our home. And then one day, all of a sudden, we got three inquiries for the fridge. And somebody came to pick it up. And he said the timing had been perfect. He worked in a church and the refrigerator in the Parsons apartment had just died. And he found our ad and came to get our fridge. And it was perfect. It's going to a good home. Everything is perfect. And finally, we're able to get that massive piece of clutter out of our home. And oh, the energy shift is just in that moment. It felt so freeing. It feels feels like we have control of our environment again. It's exciting to remove a big piece of clutter like that and say, oh, I wonder what that's going to make space for. What can come in now? So I invite you to be open to the possibility of this ancient art, science, magic, whatever you want to call it. And without further ado, enjoy this conversation with Patricia. And if you do, please post it on social media, comment. If you like the podcast, please head over to iTunes, give us a five-star review and leave a review. Thank you so much. Rock on. Welcome to the Find Your Awesome podcast. My guest today is Patricia Lohan, and she helps people turn their houses into ATMs. She's a feng shui expert, and oh my God, I'm so excited for this conversation. Welcome, Patricia. Thank you so much, and talk about the best intro ever, turning people's homes into an ATM machine. Hell yeah, do we all want that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, we could end the podcast right now. She's really cool. <laughs> Go look her up. Go work for there. Yes. <laughs> But perhaps we should explain what that means. How do you do mm-hmm. it? How do we do it? So we use the ancient art of feng shui. And um, it's like one of these scary words that some people think, oh my God, she's going to tell me to knock walls, throw out all my stuff and, and put weird waving dogs or cats in the middle of my sitting room. Uh, no, <laughs> that is not what it is. And actually it's just that's my, I think that's my mission in life is to get people to realize that your house can be holding you back from what it is you really want. So whether it's money, love, or joy, um, sometimes you have done enough of the inner work to actually, you've hit a wall and you're like, what the hell is going on? And you're like, huh, actually it's your house. It's not you. It's not your fault anymore. You don't need to work harder or do anything else. Just sort out the energy of your home and then let's the, let the magic happen. I feel like a whole bunch of people just exhaled. <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't need to figure out what's wrong with me anymore. Yes. <laughs> How did you get into feng shui? Um, so I got into feng shui when I was 15. So as a 15-year-old living in the West Coast of Ireland, parents who have no interest or anything into the holistic world, I don't know how I heard about it. Like this is, this is when the internet went beep, beep, beep. Do you remember? And you had to like share it, stick it into the phone line. Like, so I didn't find it online. I did ask about books for, about feng shui when I was 15. And we just moved into a new house and I was given kind of full reign to decorate my bedroom. And I devoured those books and just knew it would help people make more money. For some reason, I was just like all about it. Um, and I found a woman in Ireland who did feng shui and like made my mother hire her to come and like she I don't know I'd say she I'd say I had read more books than about feng shui than she had to be honest 
But I was like kind of sold on it from way back then, to be honest. I was like, there was something in it. Um, and I remember talking to a life coach of mine years later and being like, I was into this when, like, when I really got into it then. And she's like, you know, your soul like knows, like your teenager, like that's 16. So like that's all she knew what she was supposed to be here to do. And kind of went along with everybody else. Like, who wants to be the black sheep when you're like 18 or 19 thinking about going to university? Like, not me. Okay, let's go study business. Um, actually, what I really wanted to do was study psychology and like didn't do it because there's no jobs. That's what we were told. Or you have to become a teacher. And the irony of it is I teach stuff all the time now, but I never wanted to be a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same way actually. I never yeah. wanted to be a teacher. That was the thing people get like serving to me. Yes. Go be a I teacher. Know. And I was like, don't want to be a teacher. Ah! <laughs> Have a teacher. Exactly. But I think actually that it's just that whole phenomenon of a teacher is just like standing at the top of a classroom, like giving out and wrote responses, whereas the teaching now is just so from a place of love and from a place of like genuine passion and helping people make a difference. And it's not this like, you have to do it to get the results. It's like, you do this and your life's going to be amazing. Yeah. And I feel like too, for me, it's like teaching people souls. Mm-hmm. Like if yeah. someone asked me that when I was younger, do you want to teach people souls? I think I would have been like, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, for sure. And like when you say about like teaching people souls, like the, the interesting part was like when I did eventually, like when, you know, when the students ready, the teachers appear and I ended up training in feng shui and sitting in front of a teacher and I kind of like sat back and was like nodding and going, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And she just looked at me and she, I just, we just had this connection for a minute and she's like, you, I was like, I know this. Like, I know this, like deeply know this. It was, it was like some past life thing. I don't know. I don't know what it was like a past life thing or whatever, but it was like such a strong connection with this. And then, um, my husband trained with, at the same time, we like did our professional certification together because he had feng shui to his bedroom for love else had I. So that's our kind of like romantic, because we're recording on Valentine's day and um, romantic story. That's how I really got back into it was feng shui in my home for love meeting Ken. And then, um, was like this, I want to do this training. So, um, when we did it though, we, the two of us then we did our consultations together. Like when we were working to like, and we work together all the time now, but we go into people's houses and I'd be like, blah, 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 blah. And I had like gone through the program and, but I hadn't like, Ken was like studying like crazy. And I, he's like, how do you know, how do you know all this stuff? And I was like, can you not see it? And that's one of the things It's like, I just see things that I'm like, hey, what about that? What about that? And that, that, that just has been such a fun part because it's like, it was just like opening this part of me that I didn't even like know for so long was there. I love that. I totally get that. That's how I am with people. Mm-hmm. I see, I see right through all the stuff and mm-hmm. I see the souls and to be able to do that with like a space mm-hmm. blows my mind completely. Yeah. I do not have that gift at all. And the thing is, is that like, that's the, that's the nice part. Like there's the synergy here, like automatically, because when you work with someone's soul, you're doing that in like that inner work and going deep into it. And it's like your home also has a soul. Mm. Your home also has a personality. Your home has like limits and blocks. And then once we see them, 
And once I see them, then we can get the energy moving. And that's what this is about. It's about acupuncture for your home. So it's like getting this energy moving around the space. So then when that's moving in harmony and you're connected to your soul and moving in harmony, that's when the magic happens. So how do you know if you have blocks in your home? Um, Because there's stuff happening in your life, like showing up in your life. That's like, huh? So especially for people, like for intuitives and for healers and people on a spiritual path, um, what I see is just a lot of like not getting visible in the world. They're not being visible. They're, They're having money issues, like that they're, they've, you know, maybe this is past life. So they've kind of these old contracts and then they've manifested a house that has that same energetic imprint. Like, and that can often be it. Like, so it's like this old in this imprint is in the home and you're like, Oh, it's a match. (laughs) And that then becomes this recurring pattern. Um, and what we do is then bring the energy like see it so when we do the analysis it's like we had talked about earlier about astrology Mm -hmm. for me we run the numbers when we do like an astrology reading for home and i'm like the reason this is happening is the reason you're not getting the clients you want or the reason you're having issues with finances or the reason you haven't met your soulmate is because of this in your home and this is how you fix it. So I don't go into, and oftentimes you can like go to someone intuitive and they're like, this is why this is happening. Like, yeah. how, the, how do I fix it? Like, we, I don't want to know. Like, I, I know this is happening in my life. The background is nice to know, but actually, how do I fix it? And that's the best part of feng shui is actually anything that's going on. Um, and especially if you're in a, on a spiritual path and you've been doing the inner work, sometimes it, it's like right under our nose like it's it's where we're spending all our time and it's either like supporting us or holding us back i can't wait for this interview to end so i can talk to you about working with you (laughs) (laughs) but now this is for everyone else um okay so when i first met you Mm -hmm. i learned right off the bat no knives on the counter yeah and so our knives are now, we had this beautiful knife block that, you know, we got as a wedding gift with our knives on the counter. Mm-hmm. I came home from New York and I'm like, it was, I think I forgot the first day. And then the second day I'm like, oh, we have to put the knives away. My amazing husband is just like, okay. Yeah. And like, he, he's like, why? I'm like, feng shui. Patricia says so. And yep, there we've taken care of that. <laughs> I love it. I like the. <laughs> Like, you know, I'm like, what is the deal with getting knife blocks for wedding presents? We got knives as well for wedding presents. And I had a beautiful knife block and I did throw it. And my mom was like, you can't throw out the knife block. It was a wedding present. And I'm like, I'm not going to ever use it. Like, I am grateful, but I'm going to put them in the cupboard. Thanks. <laughs> and I actually love my knives. <laughs> but the thing is actually, and it's like these subtle things around your home can be creating like conflict. And when we are we either what we want to do is create harmony so it's like anything that can be a weapon or dangerous just needs to be out of sight and then it's it's perfect so is feng shui about decluttering (laughs) so oh where do i start with this one so feng shui is isn't really about decluttering but it is part of it. So I know we're on kind of a podcast where people are going to be into energy and, and get it. Yeah. But your home 
is a magnet for whatever like it's it's every part of your home has a different personality has a different function so like like your body like your lungs are doing its job heart all those jobs so every part has a job so it's like you love a marriage area there's a wealth area so we know your wealth area is by the by the tub so the wealth area that area could be like super happy like great energy like super happy or it could be really unhappy and if it's not happy and it's low vibration it's going to call in clutter and it's going to be like a little magnet to it because clutter is like low vibe it's like stuff that doesn't it's like pulling it in and so that's why some houses can be just people just can't declutter because they physically the energy is so is difficult now that doesn't mean that a house that has nothing in it and there's no clutter is great energy. It just means that that person actually, I feel like that person is good at kind of letting go, like energetically, if it's like letting go of that muscle. So there's a two-way thing. It's like a personal thing and that. But what I've seen from experience with clients is that they they report like, and the decluttering was like a revolution for me because I do get people to declutter. But we sort out the energy of the area first. Mm. And that's where the thing, where the, where it changes because the vibration is rising up and then it won't, it's easier to release because it's like, Oh, this low vibe stuff can't stay there anymore. It's like, Oh, get it out, get it out. So it loosens the, the attachment to the clutter. So there's a two, do a thing. So, OMG, like I'm a big fan of Marie Kondo and this whole decluttering revolution that she has brought on because people are becoming more aware of their stuff, being more aware of their environment, connecting with what they're actually bringing in, like sorting it out. Like all of that is really positive. But for me, there's so, there's many layers to feng shui. So there's like the overall personality. Is your house good for money? Like actually there's, your house could be good or bad for money. Is it good or bad for people? Like it can be one of the, the, it's either good for people or bad for people, good for money, bad for people. Then you've got dive to the next level and you've got the different nine areas, which are every part of your body, every part of your home represents a different part of your life. And those energies can be good or bad as well. But what happened, and I think this is just like, let's just like feng shui came to the West and it was like, how can we give people some easy things to do and like not really explain it properly? And then people think it's about moving furniture and, you know, weird trinket stuff. And that's like putting a plaster on or a bandaid plasters. It's like Irish way of saying it, like a bandaid on a broken leg, you know? So if your house is fundamentally not good energy, like putting the knives away is not going to fix that, but it will subtly change the vibration of that specific area a little bit. And it's all these little subtle things that you can build on on top of each other. So you can be like, Oh, I can tweak this or do these little things, all that there. There's nothing wrong with them. And that's why I love sharing them because they're like, kind of like, Oh, this is nice. And it makes you become more aware of your environment and what you have in it. Um, uh, and what you were putting into take, putting in and taking out of it. But at then at that deeper level. And for me, you know, I don't really mind where someone's couch is, to be honest. I like, or, you know, and oftentimes another part is like, Oh, I need to sit in my power position for my office for work, or you need to bed needs to be positioned here. Some bedrooms are just designed in a way that the bed cannot go anywhere else. And I have to be really practical with clients. And I'm like, that's fine. Okay. What can we do to make it more? What can we do to improve this situation? Cause this is the best it can be. We can't change it. Let's work what we've got. Um, and that's a big thing. Like we're in this apartment right now and it's like very bizarre shape. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, it's, that's it. Like we can't change the shape of it, but we can work with it, work with, with it, you know? Um, so we just work with what you've got. So you're not going to tell people they need to get a new house. 
No, and I have had, I, I just have one client who's here in New York and uh, we, when I told her, I was like, oh, so your house is like bad for money and bad for people. And then she's like, do I need to move? And I was like, no, no, like I've never told anyone I need to move. Um, you, can, you can fix it. And that's, that's what this is all about. And I think once people get the awareness of like, oh, I can fix it. Yeah, you can. And it gets more fun or interesting um, to be able to fix it. But also then it's when the magic happens because you're doing the inner work and then you've got this beautiful, fertile environment or a temple or place to support you to grow and expand from. Mm. You know, I remember, so when we finished traveling in the camper, we bought this house we had two weeks before all of our stuff came. We had had our stuff in storage in Maine. This place was glorious with no stuff. And we had like two plates, two forks, two bowls, all of our stuff from our camper. It was so nice. And then this big truck arrived. All the stuff we have not seen for almost two years. Mm. I didn't want anything to do with it. Like I put myself outside in the pool with the excuse that I was keeping our dog company because all the doors were open and flowing. And my husband was amazing with being like, no, that, that has to go directly to the garage that we can't handle that. But then so, just the heaviness mm. of all of this old stuff. Yeah. That's so interesting. And you know, your energy vibration would have trans transformed so much um, in that time with all that tra travel and transport and opening. Yes. That like that was really of a past past version of you, you know, yeah. stuff, you know, and and not that it's like bad that you kept that you have it or you do, and um, but we had this experience in Bali because we bought like we were sitting like in this little apart this house that we had and it was like this little teeny wooden uncomfortable couch and I'm like what the hell are we doing? Like, we need to sit on something more comfortable. So we're like, we went off and we bought this like glorious, like purple velvet, like Chesterfield couch. Like it's like, it was so luxurious, like compared to the place that we were living in. It was just like this crazy extravagance, but it was like so gorgeous. And I think like what happened was we upgraded our couch and then all of a sudden we were like, what are we doing living here? We need to upgrade our house. <laughs> and we ended up moving from this smaller house to this like mansion. <laughs> like it was like, and it was so expensive. Um, but when we left there uh, in November, we were like, what are we going to do with the couch? And I was like, you know what? Our friends were going to mind it. And then I was like, maybe we should just sell it. And we was like, do you want to buy it? And literally they had been talking, going like, you know, we've dogs. Like maybe we're better just buying the couch off them. And we were like, yeah, we lit I was like, we're going to sell it. They were talking about it. And it was just like, we know that when we go back there, we're going to be of a different energy, different vibration, different desire and intentions. So it was like, no, we, it's good. Let's just let it go. Just let it go. Um, and that is quite freeing. So I can totally understand where you're coming from with the two years of like that stuff. And you're like, that's the old me. That's, that's, you know, and, um, and then recognizing that and seeing it be like, okay, well this we can keep, but like, maybe it's not going to be forever. We're going to hold on to it. We're going to keep yeah. it and look at it and be like, Oh, and if you will change that or get clearer what we want to put in instead. Yeah. Yeah. And it took us some time to be able to, because as I was, as I told you before we started recording, like all, it feels like all of 2018 was spent being like, Whoa. <laughs> like, and now, now it's like our eyes are open and we're like, I'm like, what's that doing here? Wait, no, I thought I got rid of that. That needs to go. I don't, I don't want that in my life anymore. I don't need that in my space. 
Yeah. Sometimes we can't even see things. Oh man. Like I have a really funny one about can't even see things. So, um, I was doing an, uh, like a group, like a group, like a friend of mine had like a mastermind group and she wanted me to come in and talk about feng shui for the office. I was like, yeah, yeah, no problem. And we were, she had, the women had like submitted photos of their office. So I had like just going through all the different, I was like this, this, giving them little tips. And this one office I got to, I was like, oh my God, like this is amazing. Like it was really well set up feng shui wise. I was like, this is really good. And I was like in my head going, what am I going to say to this woman? Like, I actually have nothing to tell her. Like she's like checking all the boxes. I was like, this, this. All of a sudden, I just looked at the picture and I'm like, what's that picture on the wall? And she was like, oh. And she was on the call, so she zoomed into the picture. And it was a picture of winter. So it was like snow and winter. And I'm like, in your office, like snow, winter, it's like hibernation, inward. Like you don't, it's not flourishing. It's not profitable. It's not harvest time. It's like not really. I was like, I don't know about this in your office. Like you want something that's like represents abundance and growth and all that. And she's like, Oh yeah, great. And she's like, yeah, it was my ex-husband's. And I was like, <laughs> get rid of it now. <laughs> like do not keep that in your house. And it was just so interesting. Cause I'm like, so in your office where you want to attract clients, make money, do great things, you have a picture of something that represents something that didn't work out, a relationship that did not work, that was not good, whatever, whatever was not good about it. Like that's a loss, it's a grief, it's a, like it's, it's a negative story sitting with you at work every single day, reminding you of that. Like uh, she was like, oh my God, I never even realized. And that's when you kind of like, ah, you see, like our walls are impacting us, whether it's blank walls or the hidden energy, but all the, also the pictures and the images. Oh, so, so interesting. And so like, I'm wondering if as soon as she said that out loud, she was like, oh yeah. Yeah. That's gotta go. Yeah, for sure. And it's that like aha moment of like, you know, I was like, this is a great feng shui space, but she was like, I'm having trouble with my business. And I was like, yeah. And then that could be because it's about the house was about for money. Or it could be because it wasn't a good energy. Like there was so many different variations right. of that, but it was just that, Oh, it was my ex-husband's. I was like, hmm. Yeah. So what are some of your favorite transformation stories? Um, so I have like one lady um who oh my god, when she came, when I just you know when you vividly remember like someone who's joins your program or um I have one lady who sent me an email and basically when I read like people join, like we do a personal report for all of our clients so it's not like a passive course and when I work with people one-to-one it's very specific customized it's the same as the course same idea of the course like very specific so this lady message and she is just like we bought our dream home and our lives have fallen apart since we moved in and you know we get to see the photos of the house and I swear to god this house like looked like it was out of a postcard like you would just look at it and be like I want to live there it was all trees and in nature and by a river oh my god it was just like so stunning and um um I looked at the house and basically everything like the house was bad for people bad for money like it was just like everything that could be bad like not good was in this house um and she just was like okay this is my last resort 
I'm going to do it. And she just went for hell for leather. She did everything. Um, and that year she made a hundred thousand in her business. Her husband and her got back on great terms. Her children are really happy. She actually ended up, they ended up selling that house because they were like, you know what? We're ready to move on. Selling that house and getting a brand new house that was actually good for people and good for money. And now she's doing feng shui as well. <laughs> like It's like, I am, this is everything. Like it has turned my life around. Um, and that's like, those are, those are like regular ones. Like people come to me really struck and struggling, like whether they're about to lose their house and they've no clients to, I, to now like having their house buy their husband's a Jeep and a, a three month wait list. You know, you're like, Oh mm. my God. Um, and then there's some that are not as like, like they're not as dramatic, like, but still super positive. Like I've like one lady who had like, we just started posting like photos of her art in the Facebook group. And none of us, like, I didn't know that she had never painted in her life. Now, like the most recent thing is she's posting a picture of all her artwork for sale and people, and now it's been put on handbags and gear mm -hmm. and leggings. And it's like, and it's not just like art. It's just, or like, you know, it's like this random, it's beautiful. Like it actually, when she posted, I was like, oh, she must be a professional. Like, this is amazing. So it's like this, it activates different parts of people in their lives and things just happen, come to happen. Like it is again, that kind of be careful what you wish for, you know, um, you met T Tanya at the event that we were at, like Tanya wanted more visibility for her business. So she was like putting herself out there with the media and stuff, but we worked on her fame and reputation area. And like the next week she had six TV slots. So when her husband is like, what do you do with the feng shui? She's like six. And now she's got a seven. So she's like seven TV slots. Ah, don't you say anything about my feng shui? <laughs> like, you know, they just, it just is so amazing. And she's like, that's it. And then, then you've got others that are like, that are, you know, whether it's like they come for one thing, they get that, but they get all this other bonus stuff. Like Talmar joined to do feng shui for her visibility for her business as well. Um, and we worked on her, we work in all the areas, but her career area, she had to put a fire element into her bedroom. And the fire element was, she was like, do I have to put red? Like, I really like red and I put it in my bedroom. And I was like, okay, yeah, well, purple will work. She's like, I love purple. So she went to Target. Like I was in Target for the first time, like last week. So it was quite <laughs> exciting for me. And she went to Target and she bought a purple quilt. And the next day, her son got a scholarship worth $70,000. Wow. <laughs> I know. For a purple quilt. For a purple from Target. Now, honestly, this comes with a word of warning because I have shared this story and then people are messaging me going, well, I put a purple quilt in my bed. And I'm like, no, 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 don't do that because that could cause like more damage than good. <laughs> like, it's like specific to her home. But um, yeah, and she actually got, um, like there's a lot of media stuff lately with some of my entrepreneurial clients, but this lady, she um, wanted like a rebrand for a business and won this competition to be on a brand your business tv show and had like a whole show whole series of a show done on her and rebranded her entire business and it was just like she's like i wanted visibility like i was like do you think you got enough like wow like a TV show. you know and it's like that's the the, the, the thing it's like when you put, put your attention to and get the clarity of what you want and then create the environment for it. It's like, just be careful like, for what you wish for. Yeah, there's a, I've heard it said before, if what you wanted were to knock on your door right now, would you let it in? Oh yeah. Cause there's exactly. so many times it's like, oh no, I'd have to clean some stuff up. For 
And the interesting thing about feng shui is that like when you do start, and I see this as well, it's when people like, because it, it, it looks at every part of your life. So it's not like we look at just like, and I love sharing like the money stories and the, the career ones, but like also it, it looks at, you know, your family and community area, like your relationships, your health, like your spirituality. And if there's stuff you haven't been looking at, like, you know, as you said, if it did come knocking on your door and you'd stuff to clean up, you, if you've set the intention of this coming to your door, you need to clean up that stuff. And it will make you do that because it's going to clear that channel for that to come into you. I love this. <laughs> <shit>. I, am... <laughs> I know. Isn't it so cool? Like uh, seriously, it blows my mind. Like just, and it's, it's so fun because like for me in the beginning, I like everything I've ever learned or gone to study it was always because I wanted to do it for myself. Like, and then it was like, oh, it's worked for me. And people are like, oh, how did you do that? Like, how did you meet Ken? I'm like, oh, I use feng shui. How did you do that? I used, and I was like, and they're like, oh, okay, do it for me um, too. I want some of that. So when it comes to that, like, it was so weird because I kind of never thought I would end up doing this, which is like kind of like mad when I think about it now because I talk about it all the time. Um, but I was working with clients like doing healing and intuitive work and clearing their limiting beliefs. And then I'd be like, tell me about your bedroom. What's going on with this? And, and, and um, one of my very first clients was actually one of my clients. I, I worked a lot with kids with special needs and autism. And um, I just, I think it's just the playful nature that I have that I was able to like, just like, yeah, let's have some fun. Um, and this little girl worked with me and she was nonverbal. And we used to do lots of sound healing work with her. And like her mom loved it because like literally after sessions, she would like sing for like days. And this girl didn't even talk and she would like sing and sing and sing. And we just like activated this like sounds from her. And it was so beautiful. Um, and I used to be like saying, doing the sessions going like, what's with her bedroom? And her mom was like, got a shaman in, did like geopathic stress. Like, cause she totally like heard me say this stuff. Um, and then I went off and did the feng shui, you know, I trained in all the feng shui and um, was doing deeper for myself, for my own house. Kind of just wanted to do it for myself. That was it. Um, and I bumped into the woman on the street, like that, that woman and her, like, and she was like, oh, you're doing the feng shui now. You always, you'd be talking about the bedroom, come do the house. And I got there and it was just like, it was all, everything came together. You know, she didn't sleep. So she's this like crystal child who is like so sensitive to energy. And in the bedroom, it was like fighting swords. It was like a war zone. And like this little girl can't sleep in that. Like, so she doesn't sleep. Her sister doesn't sleep. Her parents doesn't, don't sleep. Like that was their priority was sleep. So it wasn't like money, it's not fame. They want sleep. Mm. <laughs> like basic necessity in life to survive apart from food and air and water is sleep. And they were not getting it. And once we sorted the energy of that space, which is like literally just putting in, like we put like water, little water bubble feature in her bedroom for her, for that specific energy. Um, and sorted out her bed, got her a headboard, got her in a good direction, cleared out some stuff. Oh, there she is sleeping away, you know? And that's where this is so beautiful because it ripples into everyone and like this, everyone's happier because she's sleeping and, um, and she's not being, you know, I don't know, like tormented by this energy because it's too much for her. Um, so it's, it's, it, that, for me is really fulfilling because you're like, ah, oh, like this is making people's lives easier. 
you know? So what's the story on feng shui? Like, where was it invented? How did people figure this out? So it's 5,000 years old, and that means that there is nothing new about it. It is ancient. Um, and actually that's something that really what happened way back when it was um, first in, um, created was like houses were built with a lot of intention. You know, they were worked with the land. There was a lot of work done with the energy of the space and finding specific directions. And the intention behind feng shui is to build a home that is good for health and well, actually, if you translate, it was good health and good harvest back then. But, you know, our harvest was our finance, finances. It's like what we would, how, what, how we would make a living from what we, the seeds we sowed, you know. So it's like really important to realize that our environment was all about creating a happy, healthy, wealthy home. And that kind of got lost on the way yeah. to where we are now. Do you know how it was rediscovered? Actually, this is so crazy. Um, in China, the, um, the emperor is banned it for many, many years. So um, when my teachers and masters were studying it, they actually studied it undercover in China. Um, and it was like an illegal art. So it was being taken away from the common people because they didn't want them to have the power to create these homes that would bring more money and more abundance. They didn't want to lose that. So um, it really has come back in um, into the West. So it was brought to the West then. Uh, it was brought to the West um, and now is way more common again in China because obviously the emperor isn't, <laughs> those people are not in charge anymore. So do but you feel like China, you're like... When they have, pardon? Oh. Go ahead. In China, when they... Um, in China, when there's something going on in their lives that is negative or something's not happening, like that they want to happen, um, they call in their feng shui expert. Like, mm. it's like their other, you know, it's like their doctor, their engineer, their feng shui expert. I, I love that. How do we make it more mainstream here? I mean, um, now I want everyone doing this because I want to be doing this. I know. And I think this is the whole thing. It's about, you know, every person that feng shui is their home and um, they then someone else will see like, oh, what have you done? Like there's things happening to you. You're getting all these opportunities. You're, you're being seen. You're, you know, you're finishing your house off. Like you haven't had the money to do that for 10 years. What's happened now? Mm. You know, <laughs> it's like these little shifts. You've met your soulmate. You've done. And they're like, what did you do? And you're like, I've done feng shui. Um, and that's how it's going to get out there. Uh, and actually, you know, so up until now, and uh, like a lot of feng shui experts in the field have little black books of the most famous and mo richest people in the world are their clients. So they are, that's their little black books. They're doing it because they know it's going to support them and they're going to do anything that's going to gain you know, uh, we know the word, the unfair advantage, but that's it. It's like, what else the other thing that I can do? And we spend so much time in our homes, like, especially like, as, like, I don't know, as entrepreneurs, we work from home, we live, we eat, we sleep, we do our business. Like everything is in these four walls. And you're like, if that, you know and realize that that's what's holding you back from the things you want, wouldn't you make sure to get the energy right? And that it actually supports you as opposed to, um, uh, you know, as, a, as opposed to kind of like holding you back. 
And all it's going to take, am I correct in this, is all it's going to take is possibly moving some stuff around, cleaning some stuff up, maybe a little shopping trip, mm-hmm. like a little decorating. Yeah. And most of the time, people's homes don't look different. Like when I work with them in terms of feng shui, your house doesn't really look fundamentally, it doesn't look fundamentally different. Like my, I, you know, I'm, it, it's not an interior design thing. I've worked with plenty of interior designed homes that have really bad feng shui, like energetically, because it's not visible to the eye. You just feel it in your life and in your bank account. <laughs> so, um, and then, yeah, just subtle things like, you know, Tamar went to Target. Yeah. And actually, I see a lot of things that we would use, you know, and, and subtle things. It's where you, it's, it is based on, we, kind of back to the history of it, it's based on Chinese medicine, like the five elements. It's mm-hmm. I totally like acupuncture for your home. It's like when you go to an acupuncturist, does the analysis, checks your tongue, look at your pulse. And that's what we're doing when we're looking at someone's home energetically. We're like, what's the pulses? What needs to be moving? What do we need to get the flow to? Um, how do we need to balance and harmonize it? And we're bringing in elements. So we're bringing in plants. We're bringing in fire elements. We're bringing in water. We're bringing in earth in specific places that need it. And that's kind of like where um, there's like this misconception with the Western versions and in the West, it's like, oh, I'm just going to bring all those elements and have them everywhere in my house. And I'm like, no, don't do that. Like the acupuncture just about like 50 needles in the one yeah. place. Like it's like, no, 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 don't do that. So do not do this without the support of an expert. That's it. Exactly. But saying that there are many little subtle things that you can do that will also be positive you know um i often say to people you know start at your front door like clean your front door get yourself a nice welcome mat like make sure you feel invited it feels inviting at your front door so there's still other there's still things you can be doing um to get like more positive chi into your space um but realizing that it's not just about the little like knickknacks there's like fundamental things you can do that can make amazing profound changes Mm. what's the one thing Patricia you really want everyone to know about feng shui or about you or just like you want to shout from the rooftops um the one thing I want people to know is that your house can just either be supporting you or holding you back and this for me is just so powerful when you realize and what we said at the very beginning like things that are happening in your life may not be your fault (laughs) and you may not have to do any more like and that doesn't mean that you have to stop doing personal development or stop doing the stuff you're doing because that's all going to be positive but when you create an environment to support you it's going to really make such a huge difference on so many different levels that um i just can't like i'm so excited about most of the time And your excitement is so contagious too. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And it's, that's like, I think that that's part of the gift is like, I've been given this amazing uh, thing to help spread the word around. And I think that it, I, I need, I know that I need this enthusiasm, passion for it because it has this weird kind of like scary thing. And I'm like, no, don't be scared. Be excited. This is amazing. Yeah. And there's a very thin line between excitement and fear, you know? So it's like, ah, you know, go into the excitement of like, wow, I can make my house be, be a magnet, turn it into an, turn my house into an ATM. Yeah. There's, I always say that excitement and anxiety are one breath away. Yes. 
totally, totally. Mm -hmm. So that's my one thing to share is that like, you know, it may not be you. <laughs> and then that just goes, oh, okay. What else can I do to, to get, the, get things moving for me? So you're, it's like, it feels like a massive permission slip. For sure. Like for sure. And it doesn't take you kind of like out of the, like, I don't need to do anything now, but it gives you an opportunity to just kind of focus your attention on your physical environment and then allow that to then support you to grow and expand and give you a lot of like, you know, more growth as well. Yeah. Oh, and it will it, challenge you as well in terms of like, as we said, if it's not a clear channel, it will then create that little bit of, uh, you know, it'll bring up things that need to be looked at. And I've had that with clients who were like, what the hell's going on? And I had like that, this, you asked about the best transformation. And this is the woman who came into my mind because she was in, she was just like, oh my God, it's not working. And what the hell? And was just, it was crazy. And all of a sudden she looked around and she created her vision board. Like I, to work with people to do she'd feng shui her house and she looked at her vision board and she's like oh my god I'm not in I'm in a toxic relationship that's not what I want and mm. it was like oh my god and then she posted and she's like my vision board has come true I'm not now single and then it was just like this once she actually realized that was the other part like her house was working a hundred percent to support her but she had to do something else. And once that relationship ended, it was like the floodgates opened. It was just, oh my God, like, so she's since got, met her soulmate, got engaged, got married, got a new job, bought a new house. It, it just, you know, and it was like this one, she, had, she was like pushing so hard, like pushing so hard and was seeing there was something still not right. And then that was it. It was just that, that relationship. And it brought that up into her face. And she was like, so working because everything was on. And then she's like, oh, actually, no. <laughs> and now it's like, oh my God, everything, you know, and it, that's the, the power of it. It's like, it'll just open it once you're ready to look at what's the, and get the support. Mm -hmm. I, I, that's a fabulous well, disclaimer, I guess. Yeah. Yes. It's going to show you what you need. Yeah. Which is kind of like acupuncture too. Stuff yeah. is going to come up. Yeah. As yeah, you move. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's a journey, you know, we're on a journey and I'm all for how can we make this as easy as possible for us to shine our light, get our message out do our jobs. Um, and there's so much crazy chaos going out on outside in the world, like beyond kind of really with beyond our control. And we have these four walls and inside that we can really make it be a powerful, powerful supportive environment. And why not use what we've got to create a sanctuary that is going to really support us. And then when we go outside, that is still going to continue to support us in our life and in our daily life and our careers and for our families and partners as well. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Let's close this on that powerful <laughs> statement. How can people learn more about you, connect with you, follow you, buy your book? Oh. 
you can come to patricialowen.com and I have like loads of little tips, like loads of little woman of tips um, that will get you going on some things, some insights. My book is available at patricialowen.com. I also have some free trainings available. So there's like tons there. There's a guide about how to set up your office for success, a guide about prosperity. You know, just come and just take it all and start. Just start with that, like with those. Follow me on social media. I'm always doing like when I go to, because we're so nomadic, when I go to a new environment, I'm like, oh, look at this. I'm going to do this. I'm changing this. And they're all like, oh my God, <laughs> experiencing these environments. So come and yeah, follow me on Instagram. I'm at Lohan Patricia. Um, and I'd love to support you in any way I can. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This thank has been you. marvelous. Yay. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to continue the conversation, please head over to Facebook and join the group, Find Your Awesome with Kelsey Abbott. It's free. And if you want more than that, go to my website, kelseyabbott.com. And there you can sign up for my newsletter and get a series of free guided meditations. And I would really appreciate it if you could head over to the podcast app and leave a review of the Find Your Awesome podcast. Your reviews help other people learn about this podcast. Thank you so much. That's all I've got for you, friends. Go forth and be awesome.